0: Hi, I hope you're okay. This is the audio recording taken from our online broadcast for the 15th of August 2020. Looking at our theme today of I'm so fed up, get me out of here, taken from Luke chapter 15 and verses 11 to 32. As ever, there'll be uh, different opportunities where I'll be needing to maybe speak over um, what you can't see visually, but hopefully all will become clear as we go along. Hi. Well, my name's Roger, and I'm the pastor of the church here. You know, yesterday I was there sat at my laptop and this stupid fly was buzzing around, driving me crazy. So I did like any decent human being would do, picked up me swatter, put me laptop down, and tried to get hold of the silly little thing. What happened, couldn't find it at all, so went back to me work, put me swatter down, picked up my laptop, put it on my lap, no sooner than I sat down, you've guessed it, jolly fly started in and around buzzing around we were so fed up with this thing drive me crazy and if that wasn't bad enough then last night what happened was the carbon monoxide uh, alarm went off at three in the morning so fed up again different bits and pieces of bleeps that was going off well i guess we all have those sense of daily trials of feeling fed up don't we you may well be of course fed up for no matter of different reasons maybe a health issue maybe the whole uh, sense of the weather right now and you're fed up with the sunshine because it is just too hot of course you may well be fed up because of this whole covid season regulations and restrictions that seem to be keep being changed and if you're an older or vulnerable person getting fed up with being told what to do told to stay at home And that's not easy in this weather when maybe most people want to get out at least for some part of the day. Maybe you're just fed up because you just want back to normal. Well, you've guessed it. Our theme this week is I'm so fed up. Get me out of here. Well, thankfully, I've discovered that I'm not the only one that seems to actually have moments of getting a bit fed up join us here at Daughters Community Church to find out and here is what Joy White shared with me this week about her own sense of getting fed up where she lives
1: okay so Mervin and I live in a very beautiful place and we absolutely love it here most of the time it's very peaceful and all we can hear are the birds But just down from our cottage there is a very nasty bend and I get really fed up when I hear people thundering down the hill at some ridiculous speed just as they get to the bend and I sometimes just wait to hear the crash. Haven't heard one yet, but I'm sure that day will come. But when I get a bit fed up with that, I come back either indoors or I go and sit in the garden and I just remind myself how lucky I am to be... Here, in this lovely place. And I also remind myself that come four or five o'clock in the afternoon, all the traffic will be gone and it will just be peace and quiet once more.
0: Now, if this is your first time watching our broadcast. Let me extend a warm welcome to you. Quite easy to extend a warm welcome. It's been a blisteringly warm uh, week, hasn't it? What have we got coming up today? Well, coming up, we've got the reading of God's Word. We've got someone leading a prayer. We've got some great worship songs that you'll have an opportunity to sing. But then again, all of that is the kind of stuff that you'd expect us to do as church, isn't it? In addition, there are a few other things. Coming up shortly, there's something for the kids. We always have a little bit of a slot for them because they're just as important as the adults, maybe even more so. There's also going to be our ministry of puppets. They're back, which is great. There's a whole other variety of bits and pieces that you'll pick up and a few little anecdotes and quotes as we journey through together. And then there's a few people who get particular mentions because we're going to be surrounded with our chocolate tin where we have what we call our celebrations for the week. But firstly, I want you to take a look at a couple of photos. If you're a part of the church, or if you've been watching our broadcast every week, or maybe you're even a local person, you've lived in and around the area for years, you may well indeed recognise This person and these people, take a look. Now, obviously you can't see the picture, the picture that's going to be coming up on the screen. So this person has got a beaming grin and they've got a sense of dark hair, quite thin, I say, I would say. Um, black and white photo taken back in the sixties. Who do you think it may well be who's still a very, very active part of the church? And if you might not be able to get it from that, well, the next photo that comes up on the screen is his wife on their wedding day, in actual fact, 50 years ago. So, way back then, who do you think that Was the wedding picture of I interviewed them This week Their golden wedding anniversary Okay here's the happy couple I've now got A little bit happier than when they were disagreeing about The dates and the (laughs) and wherefores in terms of these last 50 years Right guys congratulations firstly on your golden wedding anniversary Why don't you tell us how it was that you met And when and where and stuff like that
2: we first met in North London, where we lived, in 1966 when I went to the Billy Graham Crusade, and then ended up going to the church where David was
0: already there.
3: Yes. Uh, we later got engaged in 1969 and married in on the 15th of August 1970. You uh, got the dates right, David. <laughs> so that's that's provided <laughs> one more
0: argument. <laughs> And we've got this theme this weekend about being, I'm so fed up, get me out of here. I'm sure there may well have been times where you felt similar within a 50-year marriage. What's some of the, the, the day-to-day stuff that kind of riles or you sometimes get a bit fed up one way or another? What would that be? Well, we tend
2: to be talking to each the communication. You know, we, he says one thing and I say something else, and we don't understand what each other is saying. And then
0: you both agree that you were right in the first place, or Is that the way it
3: was? <laughs> <laughs> we, Of course, we've now got the um, excuse that um, we're getting older, we both got hearing aids. Uh, and um, sometimes Gloria loses hers, and sometimes I only put one in, uh, <laughs> which is great. In the car, I can almost guarantee the hearing aid I've got in is the opposite one. So,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> is that deliberate? Oh, oh, let You're able to laugh at that, uh, which it, is great. We laugh and we forgive,
3: <laughs>
0: uh, which is important. And in terms of the the fifty years, what what more seriously would you think has led to that uh, being possible for the two of yeah. you?
2: Well, for me, when I made my vows to God, I'm sure Dave's the same, I, uh, on my wedding day, I made it to God first, David's second, that I would be faithful. David. So therefore, there are times when it's difficult, but you think, well, I made my vows, so I've got to keep my vow, and I've got to learn to forgive and get over
0: yeah. problems. Now, like no, Gloria, Gloria did say, I'm sure Dave's the same. So you've already been told what your response is. i well, it I was, going, <laughs> to, th- it I was going to
3: give a slightly different perspective on that, in that um, uh, obviously I, I knew the Lord when I was quite young. And so uh, lots of different times when I slipped away. But uh, basically through that growing up period, I was always determined that whoever I married, A, had to be a Christian, uh, and B, I was prepared to wait for that to happen. So in terms of putting God first, um, this is the story of our lives in terms of our marriage relationship, etc, uh, etc. Et so we're very great, um, and, and in all of that, we give God the glory.
0: Yeah. Now I know there's three other couples that you're friends with from your youth group years ago, obviously 50 years ago. Uh, Tell us a story about what's, what's behind that. Oh, we had quite a big youth group in
2: Oakley Chapel in North London and um, you know gradually people started pairing off and uh, we all got married within three months of each other in 1970. We're still in touch with each other, we're all still together but we're in different parts of the country now.
3: Yes. We're having video link-ups um, this, this year, we've had three already, we were the last uh, of the four couples to get married, and all four couples agree that it was because uh, God was first in their lives that um, they put that down to the reason why we're all still together, yeah. which is a tremendous blessing.
0: Okay, Gloria, you had a poem that you wanted to read as well by way of conclusion.
2: Fifty years ago, our wedding day so bright, when we made our vows to God, as Mr. and Mrs. Enright. Over the years, he's kept us together. We've worked and we've prayed through calm and stormy weather. There's been lots of laughter and fun on the way, and we've had many blessings, so we thank God today. Till death us do part, we'll press on together, but we'll meet again and see Jesus. forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there's nothing like a lovely bit of romance, is there? Mmm. Great stories, of course, touch the emotions, don't they? And I dare say there's some elements of David uh, David Gloria's uh, story and journey that have touched you. But I think about other stories as well. Think particularly about a couple of guys that were passionate about their cricket. And they were having this interesting dialogue about whether or not there was going to be cricket in heaven. Well, they said, there's only one way to find out. Whoever gets there first needs to actually send a message to the other. Well, sure enough, over the course of time, one of the two friends dies. And he goes to heaven and, as planned, then sends a message back down to earth to his friend. The note reads as follows. Well, there's there's some good news and there's some bad news. The good news is you'll be pleased to know that there is cricket in heaven. Yes! The bad news is, well, I'm afraid you go to bat on Monday. (laughs) Not such good news for her, maybe. (laughs) Well, we're thinking today our story is about family life. That touches a whole range of emotions as well, doesn't it? Because it's a story about family life, it's something probably that, that most of us, if not all of us, can indeed identify with. As a parent, you're not always sure how to respond in certain situations, are you? I think about the couple, and this apparently is a true story, where the guy invited his boss and his boss's wife over for an evening meal. So there was the two couples sat there together. And obviously the uh, the couple that were hosting, the guy was trying to impress uh, his uh, his boss and his wife, and the evening was going all okay. But the couple concerned who were hosting had two young children. And midway through the course of the meal, well, the two young children came in to where they were eating, but they came in stark naked, walked round the table twice, and then left again. No one shared or said a word. Somewhat embarrassed, somewhat awkward, the parents just carried on with the meal. And so, very graciously, did his boss ...and his boss's wife. Until, from outside in the corridor, there was a voice of one of the kids that was overheard, saying, You see, I told you it was vanishing grief. <laughs> that made me laugh. Well, what of our
4: story today? Well, there's love, grief, forgiveness, jealousy. Oh, so we're going to click in and watch an episode of EastEnders. No, this story is from the Bible. It's a great story as it's God's word told by Jesus so that we would understand something very clear about God and something also about ourselves. There's a father in it and the father is a picture of God and then there's these two sons. They're very different. Our question as we listen to the story is to think well which maybe of these two sons might we be like? Eve is going to read for us from Luke chapter 15. She's one of our members here. She's also an author. And this account is quite special to her, as you'll see. I asked her to share the reason why. The reading this week is the parable of the lost son from Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 31. It's curious that I should... uh, It should fall to me to read this because... I don't read the lesson that often, Um, and um, it always seems to crop up when I'm doing it. My 2015 book, The Lost Journey Home, was actually about about the prodigal daughter, um, and it was based on the story of the prodigal son. Uh, It took about two years to write, and on days when I got really discouraged and bogged down, I always found that the reading in my reader for that day was something to do with the prodigal son or that Sunday I had the reading from for the lost son for the church um, or else it was mentioned in a book I was reading or a magazine and it happened so often that I became convinced that on the days when I was so fed up that I couldn't write another word that God was trying to encourage me to continue. So here it is again. Jesus continued. With prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened car for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Thanks, Eve. If we were to shorten that account that's just been read for us, It may well look something like this. A man had two boys. Both were fed up, but for very different reasons. The younger one was fed up with his life in the now and wanted his inheritance early. Get me out of here! That's kind of what he was saying or thinking. He got his way. But he frilled the lot away. And then he ended up so fed up yet again when all his money was gone. Eventually ate humble pie and went back head down to face his dad, who shocked him with this massive party as a welcome home gift
0: that was given to him. The older son, well, he was so fed up when he discovered, what he felt was favoritism. And why should he have such a gift after all, when he himself had slaved away day after day, week after week, but never received any such gift, or anywhere near it, from his dad. So he gets all stroppy and refuses to come to the party. He's all a bit resentful. Totally fell up. His dad sought to affirm both his sons. And that is what God's grace is all about. Undeserved, and it can't be earned. Time now for our first song. Now when I saw the title of this song, Do It Again, I instinctively thought... It must be the Beach Boys, but it's not this version. Sadly, due to copyright reasons, copyright claims, we weren't allowed to actually download that that from YouTube. Uh, I'm sure you remember the Beach Boys song. Some of the words from the song that we're just about to sing together. I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise. Again, Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. Regardless of what we may well be fed up with from time to time, suddenly having a focus with our eyes upwards can indeed make all the difference. Let's worship God in song together now. And remember, it's not the Beach Boys version. around these walls...
5: Still in your hands, still in your hands, this is my confidence, you'll never fail
0: me again. Good to reflect on God's goodness, God's faithfulness. I've seen you move, Lord. We're still waiting on your responses about different names for those two flowerpot men that you may want well to see last week. We're still waiting for any video clips or your sudden your countdown times of how fast you've been able to do your shoelaces. But for this week, I'm going to hand over now to Claire, who's got a particular message for you.
6: Hello everybody, I'm Claire. I'm one of the helpers uh, at Community Kids, which is our children's group at the church. So welcome to Royal Community Kids and to any children um, who perhaps don't normally come to church. I've got Molly with me today as well, He's happy. She's my little girl, He's not actually that little. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking to you today about some of our favourite books and how they relate to um, a story in another one of my favourite books, which is the Bible. So the story today... Um, that we're focusing on is the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son it's quite a famous story in the bible and uh, it's basically about a boy who gets loads of money from his dad he asks for the money from his dad it's called his inheritance um and he takes the money and he goes off and goes off to travel the world and uh, spend the money on loads of different stuff fun stuff nothing that's very sort of sensible or useful what do you think, Molly? Well, if I gave you loads of money and sent you off to go and spend it, do you think you'd be sensible or do you think you'd go and spend it on uh, crazy stuff?
7: Well, I'd be a
6: bit sensible and not very... Or would you buy lots of chocolate and sweets?
7: Probably not buy that much chocolate and sweets. No. I'd buy like toys.
6: You'd buy toys. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, this boy went off and he... Uh, it says in the Bible um, that he... Squandered his wealth in wild living, so he did crazy stuff with this money, and he squandered it, which means he wasted it. He didn't buy anything sensible, and at the end of it all, he was left with kind of nothing. And he actually, after squandering all of this money, felt really sad. He felt really fed up. I'm going to talk to you in a minute about one of my favourite books. It's by Doctor Zeus, and it talks about being uh, getting in a slump. And I think it's a good way of describing being fed up. Sometimes you end up in life. Um, in a bit of a slump, and we'll hear about it in Dr. Zeus's book in a sec. I'm going to then talk to you about another one of my favourite books that gives you some ideas about when things have gone a bit wrong and you've got a bit fed up, how you can get out of your slump and cheer yourself up. Um, what the boy did, who'd taken all the money and wasted it all and got in a, in a sad, fed up slump, is that he headed home, and he went home to his family, who uh actually his dad welcomed him with open arms and they had a great big party and that's part of the rest of the story which you can perhaps look at with your with um an adult in your house um i'm going to talk to you about some of the ways i think you can get out of a slump um, and cheer yourself up and we'll do that in a sec so this is dr zeus's over cases you'll go and molly's going to read us a bit from it
7: You'll be on your way up. You'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to high heights. You won't lag behind because you'll have the speed. You'll pass the whole gang and you'll soon take the lead. Wherever you fly, you'll be the best of the best. Wherever you go, you'll top all the rest. Except when you don't, because sometimes you won't. I'm sorry to say, but sadly it's true that bang ups and hang ups can happen to you. You can get all hung up in a prickly perch and your gang will fly on and you'll be left in lurch. You'll come down from the lurch with an unpleasant bump and the chances are then that you'll be in a slump. And when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun. Unslumping yourself is not easily done. Thanks, Moll.
6: So the little guy in Dr. Zeus's book got himself in a slump and he and finds his way out of the slump in the rest of the book, which is called Oh, the Places You'll Go. And you can again read that if you want to get out of the library. Or actually, libraries aren't open at the moment, but you could order it online or something. Or you can borrow mine if you want. We can anti back it. Um, it's a great story about how to um, how to live your best life. Actually, um, one of my other favourite books though is called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse, and it's by a man called Charles Mackesy. Um, he's a man who actually became a Christian later in his life. And he's written this book, which talks about all sorts of amazing stuff. Um, but my favorite, one of my favourite bits in it is talking about um, being grateful and um, showing, uh, being thankful for stuff. And I think that's one of the ways that when we're in a slump, um, you can start to get yourself out of a slump. Because I think that sometimes, no matter how bad things are and how fed up you are, just finding one little thing to be grateful for can be a way of getting yourself out of that feeling. So in my other favourite book, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse, is one solution to getting yourself out of the slump that the little guy found himself in in Dr. Zeus's book. And he's going to read it to us.
7: Is your glass half empty or half full? asked the mole. I think I'm grateful to have a glass, said the boy. So I'm
6: wanting to spread out that little bit from the book, um, which talks about being thankful just to have a glass. So you'll hear people talking about whether your glass is half full or half empty. So are you somebody that sees um, the potential in everything and that you're an optimist and that you look on the bright side and so say your glass is half full? Or are you a bit of a sort of sad kind of person, a pessimist who only sees what's empty, what's not in the glass? And what this uh, uh, this bit of the story is suggesting is that we should be grateful to really even just have a glass, whether it be full or not. And I think sometimes when you're in a slump and you're feeling low and everything going a bit wrong, just trying to find a tiny thing to be grateful for and be thankful for can really help you think about turning that situation around and, and, and cheering up and finding something to be be happy about. Um, the other bit of my uh, this book, I'm going to show you the front of it in just a second, It um, is about um, another solution, another thing you can do if you're in a bit of a slump. So if you're feeling a bit sad and fed up, here's another option.
7: Which is the bravest, bravest thing you've ever said, asked the boy. Help, said the horse.
6: So sometimes... When things have gone a bit wrong and you're feeling sad and you're in a slump, like in the Dr. Zeus book, even being grateful, even practicing gratitude and being thankful for your glass isn't enough to get you out of um, the situation or the feeling of being really sad. And so, failing all that, I think asking for help is a really, really important thing to do. And that might be from your family or from your friends or from God in prayer by asking him in prayer to help you but asking for help when you're feeling like that is brave and it can really turn a situation around help you to unslump yourself so my challenge for you guys this week is if you find yourself feeling fed up or in a slump and even in the weeks to come I want you first of all to try and find one little thing to be thankful or grateful for and secondly I want you to ask for help and I want you to reach out. Sometimes that feels scary, but actually asking for help can be something that will really help you get out of your slump. We'll see you again soon.
8: Bye. Bye.
0: Claire as ever. That was fantastic. Now, of course, people in the workplace can also be fed up, can't they? And if you're in the workplace or an employee, you may well have times, I'm sure, where you're pretty fed up with your situation. I came across uh, an interesting article that highlighted the 10 most likely reasons that people get fed up, so fed up that they then choose to quit. Firstly, They get tired of arguing their positions, they propose ideas that they will believe will help their business but their bosses then don't want to hear it. Well eventually that employee will just give up pushing and take the path of least resistance and they'll go and work for somebody else. Two, they get tired of being overlooked and ignored. Three, they don't have faith in their bosses to run the organisation effectively. If a good employee doesn't have the faith that their leaders know what they're doing, they'll just go and work for somebody they have more confidence in. Four, they're exhausted. Five, they get fed up with internal politics. Six, they have big ideas that they want to put into practice, but their own organisational company is too high-bound and slow-moving to let them to do it. Seven, they're underpaid relative to the market or where they can maybe earn elsewhere, or what they can earn elsewhere. Eight, they want to move up faster than your company structure, culture, or policies will allow them to do so. Nine, they want to change career paths and there's no way that they can do that where they are right now. Or 10, they just want to end up working for themselves. People getting fed up in the workplace. Back to our story. About these guys that were both fed up for very differing reasons. Now all the focus is usually on the one who returned, the one that we would call the prodigal. We're going to take a look firstly at the eldest son. Loyal, faithful, hard-working, in a right relationship with his father, but things are not as right as they would indeed seem. He's fed up under the surface. We know that from the way that the narrative unravels itself. Maybe he's more fed up than he even realises himself. Because instead of being so thrilled about his brother's return, he reveals how incredible, resentful he is, in fact, doesn't he? He's not just fed up, he's angry. Maybe all that must have been All that must have been uh, deeply buried uh, within him. And all of that then comes flooding out. And sooner or later, that stuff that's been undealt with is going to come out. And boy, when that uh, day occurs, that's not a good day, either for the person or whoever's on the receiving end of that. Maybe you can identify with that. The older son reflects the person who does the right things, but somewhat reluctantly. He makes sure he's busy but he may also be fed up with his busyness. The son is convinced that because of That's painful. Freedom is risky when the wrong choices may well be made. Being a parent myself, I get that. I can remember the discussions with my own kids, particularly uh, through their teens, as they're kind of like uh, stretching out, wanting a little bit more independence. And there's those battles, isn't there? Particularly if it was, I can remember with my daughter, her wanting increased freedom, increased freedom. Um, opportunity for independence and less boundaries, which, of course, she would have seen as rules. And my own wrestling with with letting her go was also feeling very, very protective of her. She was my little girl, after all. And always will be, it would be true to say. Freedom seems great at first. That was what that younger son would have felt, wow, all this freedom, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, and however I want. The narrative suggests that this young guy spent all he has on wild living. Alcohol and sex would have certainly been a part of that, and who knows what else. Verse 14, in the passage we read there, after he had spent everything, he began to feel very much in need. I wonder if you've ever felt that when you've then been left on your own. Crags can hide a reality, can't they? I wonder if you've ever felt so consumed by the present that you wake up with concerns that you have maybe no or little future at all. Well, the younger son is completely fed up again. Where should he go? He's got nowhere to go whatsoever. There's only one thing for him. He has to take a trip down to the local YMCA. Now there's a cue for a song. Here's a clip from America's Got Talent. I think you recognise the song. Check this out.
2: What's happening?
5: What's going on, Nick?
3: Be patient.
0: And here am I, starving to death, totally fed up, we may well say. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. When people come to their senses, they then come back to God you never find what you're looking for by leaving God out because he made you and he wants to be a part of your life a God shaped void can only be filled by God himself coming back to God involves far more than just saying sorry although that's a pretty good start it involves acting on those regrets that you feel that I feel admitting that we may be done wrong, and asking for a fresh start. The good news is that with God, a fresh start is always possible. It is possible to wake up and face a brand new day. Now, I'm going to hand over to our puppets, who are going to be singing about that very possibility. Enjoy.
5: Make me happy all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy we give to each brand new bride to my room. Makes me happy through the years. Never bring me. Oh. <laughs>
0: Well, obviously, you can't see the puppets that are performing this, but hopefully you'll be remembering the song from Morecambe and Wise Days. Bring me sunshine. Hopefully you're doing the actions as well of Eric and Ernie. to be a very difficult day. Quite poignant, maybe, the words of that song, a brand new day being possible. But for each of us, we need to know that a brand new day is possible because of God's love for you and for me, and also because God is greater. Let him reveal himself to you. as Clara, who's going to sing for us now. And as she does so, why not worship God yourself? Trust yourself to his being strong enough. you right now. Whatever your situation is, whatever you may well be fed up with right now. Some of the words that Clara will be singing are these. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There is no one like you. None like you. being that you've just watched uh, Clara as she sang that beautiful song to us, and thank you Clara uh, for that, and maybe it may be that you've just listened, but with our next song, it just simply features the lyrics. The song is called Here Again. Here's some of the words that we're going to be singing. Can't go back to the beginning, can't control what tomorrow will bring, but I know here in the middle is the place where you promise to be. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Because all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? As I walk through the valley, let your love rise above every fear. Like the sun shaping the shadow, in my weakness your glory appears. Not for a month, Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. May you know this reality right where you are, right now, as we worship God in song together.
5: Can I go back to the beginning? Can not control what tomorrow will bring? As I walk now through the valley, let your love rise above every fear, like the sun, shape, and shadow.
0: He's very much wanting to with ourselves. And one of the ways he does that is through his word. like we've been thinking about this morning. How does God react when we come back to him? Hit us over the head with a big stick? You know, even if we've messed up big time, God wants to rub it out, not rub it in. There's a huge difference, isn't there? This is... Again, a reminder of verse 20 from Luke chapter 15. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. No social distancing then between father and son whatsoever. God longs that we might fully come back to him. He wants you and me in And to be a part of his family. So that we might turn religious? Uh, So that there might be a party. The party is because there is always a chance to start again. What an amazing God that is that we indeed worship. Well why should God let us start again? How do I know that he will forgive me? It's because of Jesus. Someone has to pick up the tab. Be punished for all our wrongdoing. Jesus was punished with nails. Yours, for your sin, and mine. Those nails being nailed into the cross. I wonder if you believe this. Jesus was telling this story about the prodigal son and his own coming back. But earlier in John's Gospel, John chapter 3, verse 16, we read there that God so loved the world that he gave. His only Son. That whoever believes in him would not perish, but would indeed have everlasting life. That's the amazing truth of what we call the gospel, which means good news. You know, loads of people in the Bible got fed up, but that wasn't the end of their story, and it doesn't need to be the end of yours either. People brought their Uh, their own sense of feeling fed up to God. And God was big enough and more than capable to deal with that. And he's more than capable to deal with your own situation too. Listen to what Mark reads, which is from the Bible, and somebody else was feeling that sense of feeling fed up, but they then got to realise the sense of God being present within that. And Mark is going to then lead us in a prayer. That we might make this our own. our own saying, amen.
9: At the end is simply our agreement, and that we're sure that God isn't going to hear it. He does, and he will. Have a good, good morning. We're going to read a few verses from Psalm 42. But each day the Lord pours His unfailing love upon me, and through it each night I sing His songs, praying to the God who gives me life. Oh God. My rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my saviour and my God. Uh, Let us pray. Father God thank you that you know us totally and completely you know our moods and our emotions please forgive us when we focus on the wrong things and dwell on our own failings help us to lift our eyes to you to remember that the good things that you have done fix our eyes on jesus remembering that nothing will shock you or make you think bad of us we are your precious people and you are our god help us to be honest before you and to say that you are our safe place. Amen.
0: Okay, it's time again for our celebrations. Each week there's an opportunity for us to celebrate different things that are going on with different people that let us know about all the stuff that's going on in their world. Would we like to celebrate here at this church? with chocolate so as we do so i'm not too sure why we're going to send one of these chocolates out i have to say but you would have been following the journey no game of bruce and v and the family well the good news is they have
3: arrived in abu dhabi and here it's a message from bruce
10: hi everyone we made it we're in abu dhabi um, the background you can see, that's the form of one soap on yes, Yasmarine Island. How exciting is that? So, we're here. Very long flight, lots of delays, lots of bureaucracy. But uh, finally made it, and looking forward to keeping you up to date with our adventures as, as we uh, do things here. Praise God for the um, safety and security of our journey. and looking forward to speaking to you all again as things evolve here. Bye. Fantastic. Okay,
0: that's Bruce, and we're going to be hearing more, I'm sure, from Bruce and V over the coming weeks. So if there's a chocolate there that maybe on Bruce's behalf. I'll keep back for myself, why not? We also like to celebrate people's birthdays. Well it's Val Weir's birthday on Tuesday.
3: So Val. Very happy
0: birthday to you. John told me it wasn't a special birthday. I didn't know if he meant by that, that you didn't warrant a chocolate at all. But because we love you, we're going to make sure that you get one. So happy birthday on Tuesday, Val. It's also young man's birthday on Wednesday. Henry... So, Henry, a happy birthday uh, to you, and let's hope for a better season ahead uh, for Arsenal. Although it's good that they won the cup a few weeks ago. Okay, Henry and an Arsenal fan. See, I remember that, Henry. And on Saturday, how could I forget, it's Gemma Frackwell's birthday on Saturday. That's a strange surname, isn't it? Now, it's my daughter's birthday on Saturday. Well, my beloved daughter, Gemma, she lives all the way out in Australia. So, Gemma, I'm going to have to eat this on your behalf. I can't obviously get through customs by uh, mailing you a choker. And there's a, a little picture there of Gemma and her boyfriend, Jake, as well. So if you're watching this, guys, hopefully you're okay. Hope you have a fantastic uh, weekend. Gemma as well over your birthday weekend. going to miss you, but look forward to hopefully seeing you as soon as I can. There you go, that's just a little bit of a a dad to daughter thing there. Now, what about competition time? (gasps) Well, competition time. We had two competitions last week that we're going to be reminding you of. You may well have seen the picture of the two flowerpot men that Rob and Mike actually came across when they were off a couple of weeks back, they were saying, come on, what am I thinking of more creative names than Bill and Ben? Well, I suppose Rob and Mike came to mind, at mind. but let's see, kids, if you can come up with two better names than that. And the other competition, if you can remember, was, ah, I was seeing, doing up my shoelaces. Oh, ah, don't do me back in there. If you could do your shoelaces up, kids, faster than 16 seconds, that's how long it took me, I counted. Uh, We had a special countdown on that. Then do send in your video clip. Regardless of your age, we would like to see how fast you can indeed do your shoelaces. And some good news as well. Celebration is in order for Lisa, who's our secretary to trustees. Lisa, a great well done, as she's got a
9: new what? Lisa is going to tell us right now. Hello. um. Me and the delightful Mr. Depp. Um, Just want to say thank you to everybody for your prayers um, because yesterday I got a job, so I hopefully start work on the first of September. Um, Thank you very much. I'm over the moon. See you soon. Bye. Well,
0: that's round about it for this week's broadcast. I'm so fed up. Get me out of here! Hopefully, if you've been thinking that, you felt a little bit encouraged through our time together. Hopefully, you've had a few pointers of encouragement as well as we thought about God's word that speaks straight into that situation of our being fed up through that passage in Luke chapter 15. Maybe you've seen that fresh uh, things in that story as well. What of relevance is there therefore so we could maybe take away with us over the next coming days? Well firstly, maybe one of the things that struck me is the importance of being grateful for what we have. Let's not be kind of woe is me for what we haven't got. Many people are far worse off than we are. Also we need to remember don't we, that this life is not all there is. Although we may well get down and low and dispirited and discouraged and feeling very fed up at times, in the context of all eternity, we are here for but a blip. But for this time that we are here, maybe instead of us dwelling on our, on our own reasons for feeling fed up, and sometimes those reasons aren't very, very valid, rather let's seek to make a choice, with God's help, to focus on Him, so that we've got a clearer and more healthy perspective, to focus on Him and His purposes, and indeed on other people. And one last word of advice, if ever you are feeling fed up, I'll tell you what works for me. Chocolate. And I'm going to have one right now. And as I do so, and have a smile on my face to secretly enjoy, we're going to close by listening to a song that one of our leaders, Martin, sang for us a number of weeks back. And I thought that was such a brilliant way to end today. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Let's do that. Hmm. Now we're
10: Hi everyone. Welcome to my garden. In one Thessalonians five eighteen, it says, "In essence, thank God no matter what happens." In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us not to worry. He reminds us that even the flowers and the birds are looked after by God. Regardless of how difficult our circumstances may be, we can find reasons to thank God, to be grateful. So I thought I'd share with you a few things I'm thankful for in my life. the weak say I am strong, let the poor say I am rich, because of what the Lord has done. For Of
0: what the Lord has done For us Give thanks Well I hope that you enjoyed our broadcast today As ever If you've got any questions about the church or about anything that you've heard today, maybe you'd like someone to pray for you. Maybe you've got your own issue of feeling fed up. Do please get in touch. We'd love to support you, to respond to you, to help in any way you can. So thanks again for listening. If there's anything here that you feel uh, would be helpful to pass on to a family member or friend, then by all means, do forward on that CD before it gets returned. God bless. And hopefully over these coming days, you'll feel a little bit less fed up as we seek to put God's word into practice together. God bless you.